Howdy listeners, this is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Big show for you today, ties right into all the nonsense you see going on, and boy is there a lot of it. So we're going to go over the next installment of the history of PSYOPs and how it's being employed today. Next week, I'm going to tie all that you've learned last week in the first segment of history of PSYOPs in the United States. I'm going to tie it into what's going on with climate change, COVID, and election fraud. Because it's all part of the same ball of wax. It's all part of a grand scheme. And the attack, as you're going to learn today, is not only leveled at the mass population and the targeted mass populations, but it's aimed at individuals. And I've brought you those stories in the past. Those links will be right in the upper right-hand side of the homepage on the Right Side Radio, the history of mind control. Fascinating and scary. And you will recognize... A lot of what is going on in current times in the context of what I'm going to be bringing you today and what I brought you last week. If you didn't listen to last week's show, do so because the target, folks, is you and me and our brains and how we think and how we act and how we react. And we need to discern the truth, separate the wheat from the mental chaff that's being thrown at us in all sorts of ways, in all sorts of manners. And then we're going to have a big rat-a-tat-tat. I mean a big rat-a-tat-tat. Got to catch up for the last two weeks with all this election stuff and last week with the PSYOPs. And so many things going on. It's just almost unfathomable. (laughs) And some of them not so pretty, although a few might bring a grin, kind of a reluctant grin. And we're going to discuss very briefly the nonsense going on in the Arizona elections. It is just outrageous. It's now reached a new level. Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State who supposedly won the governorship by 17,000 votes after disenfranchising several hundred thousand people intentionally on election day in all sorts of various nefarious ways, not to mention the vote switching and the ballot counting and the machines and the nonsense. She's now coercing Arizona counties to certify their vote so that she can hurry and certify the state vote so that she can escape a number of lawsuits that have been filed and coming at her. You know, this is just terrific. By the way, that coercion includes taking county commissioners and suing them and arresting them for felonies. Yeah, I'm not making this up. So, without further ado, let's get going. Let's start with our founder's quote, I think apropos for this show, as they always are. This is George Washington, none other than our first president. Quote, Truth will ultimately prevail where pains are taken to bring it to light. Unquote. Yes, it will ultimately prevail. The ranch story. So I am on my way actually to sign books at the National Finals Rodeo in Vegas. Uh, Any of you folks down in that neighborhood or attending that show, please come up and see us. 6615 is the signing station number. We're up on the upper level, down the aisle toward the food stuff from the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Would love to see you. But that's not the story. The story is... About four or five days ago, it was a beautiful day. This was a day or two after Thanksgiving. It was 60 degrees. The few inches of snow that had fallen in the previous few days melted off immediately. Pasture and the grass was showing. The horses were happy. I mean, it was a spectacular day. But you know, the forecasts kind of had weather coming in. And the forecasters were very unsure of whether this was going to be, uh, you know, a couple of inches of snow or whether it was going to be a more significant snowfall. And since I was leaving, despite the questioning look by my ranch lieutenant, 
I said, you know, we better get some hay bales out, get them in the nets, get them out to the feeders, and get out a mineral bucket. And, you know, he looked at me and said, well, what are you talking about? This is like summertime. I said, yeah, but, you know, I have a feeling. And the horses aren't going to eat the hay while they have the grass. So, you know, let's do it. So we did. And sure enough, the day after I left for Vegas, it turned bitterly cold. We're talking about 16 below and snowed a foot with 60 mile an hour winds. We couldn't have even gotten the machines up to the fields to deliver the hay at that point. What's the moral of this story? The moral of the story, trust your gut. When you know or you hear or you discern and you, you know it to be at least partially truthful, that something bad is coming your way, get prepared. After it slaps you in the head, it's way too late. That's the moral of the story. And by the way, that kind of ties into the PSYOPs information I'm going to be bringing you. If you remember last week, in fact, let's get into that. If you remember last week, I told you that since 1948, there had been a prohibition against the military, the CIA, the FBI, you name it, all the alphabet agencies, using PSYOPs domestically against a domestic audience, against Americans. And then magically, in October of 2018, that kind of went by the wayside. The excuse was, gee, if we have a national emergency... You know, we might have to employ some of these techniques for the good of our people, you know, the good of our people. And of course, what have we had literally from 2020 till now? In fact, it was just extended by uh, President Cadaver, and it's been extended by Democratic governors in blue states. Oh, that's right. The emergencies, the health emergencies, you know, due to COVID. Hmm. And, you know, once that emergency is declared, as you might have noticed over the last several years, the government seems to think it has all sorts of powers which don't conform to either law or the Constitution. But they can point at the emergency and say it's good for you. It's really part of the overall PSYOPs plan. So let's go back in time, okay? Uh, Way back to the beginnings of the American experience. In fact, prior to the Revolutionary War, the target was kind of an apathetic populace, It included patriots and loyalists, and there was a cash-strapped kind of Continental Congress and an aloof British crown, and they were not necessarily the sources of propaganda. But it is true that the Continental Congress tried to woo over Hessian mercenaries to side with Americans in the Revolutionary War. In the end, the British got them, of course. But the promise was land and a better life, and it was accompanied by all sorts of propaganda about how nice it would be to own your own land in the New World. And the British tried to sow confusion, or sow confusion, by issuing proclamations which urged quote-unquote colonial slaves to escape and even join with the British. But these were, you know, they were kind of ad hoc measures, and they were to exploit certain opportunities at a given time. But perhaps the most powerful propaganda or psyops operation was the use of printing presses by the colonials. Think about Thomas Paine, And his famous pamphlet, Common Sense, I give you many quotes from that. In 1776, that publication was the one that really helped push the growing notion of an independent America. Later on, he would write The American Crisis, and it was read to a beleaguered Continental Army in the first winter at Valley Forge by George Washington. Benjamin Franklin and Paul Revere published their own papers pushing for independence. And the memes of the day, if you want to call them that, were... Cartoons and illustrations which showed bloodthirsty and orderly redcoats shooting down unarmed civilians in patriot-backed publications. The Loyalist papers, of course, showed engravings of angry mobs tarring and feathering helpless officials 
that were loyal to the British crown. Probably the closest the Continental Army came to using what we know as propaganda was a relationship that George Washington built with the newspaper New Jersey Journal. The editor of the newspaper exclusively received news direct from Washington's headquarters, and then he would turn around and publish the news, kind of a quid pro quo, in a way that would buoy the spirits of the soldiers' families and help foster the arguments for independence and for sticking with what was a war not going well at all. And then flash forward a few more things I didn't bring up to you last week, but they'll tie right into where we're going with this. Okay, the CIA put together an operation to overthrow the government of Guatemala in 1954. And it was really the beginnings of them getting heavily into covert actions on a foreign basis, which has now been extended to a domestic basis. Did you know that in 1953, they were responsible for the reinstallation of the Shah as the ruler of Iran? Gee, how has that worked out? Oh, just terrific. Did you know that the CIA wrote a manual for the right-wing rebels, the Contras? It was entitled Psychological Operations in Guerrilla Warfare. And I urge you folks, when I give you the names of these publications or people, look this up for yourself. You know, don't take it from your hayseed in Wyoming. This is really important. What's going on here is affecting you and your family and your country and your freedoms and your property. You name it. And you need to be up to speed, know what's being thrown at you so you can separate it out from the truth and act accordingly. Remember my rant story. If you know something's coming at you, if you have a gut level, if you can mix that with fact and truth and you can take appropriate actions in advance, you're going to be way better off, way better off. By the way, if you remember back to the Contras, they were fighting the Marxist Sandinistas. Do you remember the Contras scandal? Yes. Ola Tunander, a Swedish author, he wrote frequently that U.S. submarines, Sweden was kind of not a NATO ally too much in the 1980s. They were too independent and too rogue. And NATO really kind of wanted to bring them in the fold, not necessarily of NATO, but should we say of not being NATO adverse. And this author insisted that United States submarines and British submarines park in Stockholm Harbor under the sea, not detect, and they were part of an elaborate psychological warfare operation whose target was, yes, the Swedish people. And he claimed that these U.S. operations were conducted by the National Underwater Reconnaissance Office, or NURO, and that they were coordinated with a secret NATO, quote-unquote, stay-behind PSYOPs network, which was deployed undercover in Sweden. If you want to look this up, see the book Strategy of Tension and Operation Gladio, G-L-A-D-I-O. And then, of course, we come to Granada and Panama. Okay, The accomplishments in Panama by the PSYOPs folks, they were hardly noticed by the U.S. public or even the general military community. But the lessons that were learned in Panama were incorporated into standard operating procedures from there on and are employed today, enhanced by all sorts of communications and drugs and microwave technology, etc., against not only foreign but domestic targets. By the way, the broader scope of operations in Panama included denying the Noriega regime that the CIA and the U.S. government wanted to depose, the use of their own broadcasting facilities. That was a direct action mission. In other words, they removed by military force key parts of transmitters. Think about it in today's context, just to jump forward for a moment. It's kind of like deplatforming conservatives from social media or not allowing conservatives to voice in opposite opinions in liberal media rags or on liberal media shows. It's the same thing. Basically, they've removed the quote-unquote transmitters of the conservative and, shall we say, pro-American voice 
in the United States. This was learned by these folks back in Panama. Then the 1991 Gulf War very valuable, using everything they had learned in Granada, where they employed much the same tactics as Panama, and everything they had learned in the conflicts previous to that. They directed psychological operations on Iraqi military forces, particularly those forces that they had targeted as not being, shall we say, uh, real enthusiastic about engaging in combat with the United States and its allies. Part of this PSYOPs operations was walking enemy soldiers through a successful surrender protocol. And this was one of the first instances of highly targeted PSYOPs. Coalition forces worked with Saudi, Kuwaiti, and other partners, Middle Eastern partners, to make sure that the psychological operations were culturally and linguistically appropriate to the various segments of the Iraqi military that they were targeting. And then, of course, we come to Bosnia. 1995. Really interesting little tidbit about Bosnia, where the same tactics were once again enhanced to another level and employed, was that the Germans, as part of their, should we say, contribution to PSYOPs from the NATO forces, the German organizations contributed print editions of a children's magazine. Gee, remember what Hitler said, I don't care what you think, I have your kids. Think about what's going on in modern American quote-unquote education. But this children's magazine was developed in Germany specifically to target the children in Bosnia. And it was called Mirko, M-I-R-K-O. It was a play on the Serbo-Croatian word Mir, M-I-R, which means peace. In other words, they applied pressure to the children to bring pressure on the parents to stop their hostilities against NATO and against each other. And then, you know, I've had emails from many of you going, well, you know, where did American media go off the track? I mean, like MSNBC and CNN and NPR, which, by the way, uh, Nancy Pelosi, you know, she funded $75 million of operating monies for NPR. Yes, I brought you that story several years ago. This was buried back in the COVID Act, the original COVID Act in 2020. Just terrific. You might be interested to know that CNN and NPR had interns. And those interns happened to be soldiers from the 4th Psychological Operations Group. Yes, absolutely. During the late 1990s. And the program was an attempt to provide its PSYOPs personnel, the Army, with the expertise that had been developed by the private sector. And it was called, quote, Training with Industry, unquote, program. Obviously, this program caused concern and should continue to cause concern because it's where the media started to jump the rails about the influence that these soldiers, or should we say the beliefs of their commanders, might have on American news, and the program was quote-unquote terminated. However, in today's world, you see the revolving door between military and law enforcement and media and communications and big tech. I've brought you those stories too. So this was the beginning of that revolving door that you see. And as we know now, and you're going to hear about in the rat-a-tat-tat, it's been identified, it's been conclusively identified with documents in the lawsuit brought by the Attorney Generals of Louisiana and Missouri that the United States government, the military, and the civilian have been working hand-in-hand with media and with big tech to, oh, yeah, disable the transmitters, remember, back to Panama. In other words, dethrone, deplatform, and silence conservative voices, voices fighting any COVID dialect, shall we say, by the official sources, Uh, fighting climate change dialect by the official sources, fighting election fraud dialect, you know, those election deniers. I mean, the fraud happens right in front of your face, but you're an election denier. So you can see how all this has moved ahead incrementally until it is the morass 
the pervasive morass on individual and mass levels. We're going to talk about individual levels here in just a moment. But next week, I'm going to tell you exactly what they're doing on the three big components of, should we say, the rise and fall of modern civilization and freedom, COVID and health, election fraud, and climate change. You'll really see how it ties in as I finish this up next week. And of course, we're going to be talking about the approval of COVID vaccine passports by the G20, signed off by Joe Biden after his COVID czar promised us last fall that there'd never be a vaccine passport, that this administration would never, ever, no way support that. And we're going to be talking about the CBDC. You know, 111 countries around the world are now looking at digital currencies. This all ties into PSYOPs, folks. And Next week, we're going to go into it in depth, how they're going to try and sell this to you, the loss of your freedom and their complete control. And did you know that Dean Cheng, who's a research fellow in Chinese political and security affairs at the Heritage Foundation, he wrote a report in 2013 detailing the Chinese approach to psychological warfare and how it was based on and their great admiration for U.S. techniques. Think about that. How's that for the how the worm turns, so to speak? And the overall goals of whether it's an attack on an individual, particularly an individual to create societal harm, which can then be incorporated into the overall, shall we say, mass propaganda, mass psyops, you know, like mass shootings. This all comes down to peacetime applications, quote unquote, peacetime, of psychological warfare techniques, influencing and altering an opponent's unconscious and implicit views to make that opponent more susceptible to coercion, isolating opponents. Oh, anybody talk about lockdowns here? Undermining their positions, portraying them as fostering ill intentions, and forcing them to react to a variety of charges to disperse their energy. And this, of course, involves sowing of discord and a sense of hopelessness in the quote-unquote enemy. The goal of PSYOPs is to undermine a will to resist and to encourage dissension. You know, one of the little current threads of PSYOPs right now is this supposed feud between Trump and DeSantis. And I've given you my opinion on the mistakes that Trump has made over the last month. We're not going there. And I'm not going to tell you whether I like Trump or DeSantis or anybody, because that's playing right into their hands. You know, there'll be primaries. Whoever decides to run will run. And whoever the best man is will hopefully prevail and hopefully win a 2024 election if we can get this election fraud. Oh, I'm sorry, election denial under control. Remember last week that we talked about confirmation bias, which is, right, individuals looking for and attaching way more importance to information that validates their existing belief and also enabling them to simply dismiss some belief which is not their own, or should we say, (laughs) not that of their mental masters whom they don't even know exist. And then, of course, we see whether or not deserved. uh, This is not a political discussion. And then we see all the stuff going on in the media about Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell and, you know, rhinos and all this kind of stuff. Look, putting aside the truth or lack of truth in each of those things, that's not today's discussion. This is to encourage popular discontent in conservative ranks and with the leadership of conservative ranks and degrade 
the adversary, that is, you know, folks who like America, to degrade the adversary's ability to conduct or sustain operations. This could be election operations. This could be grassroots operations. This could be communications operations on various sites and through various web pages. And think about this election fraud thing, and we're going to be talking about this here in a few minutes. Okay, everybody had their hopes ramped up for a big red tsunami, which obviously did not materialize. But in how many cases did that tsunami not materialize through either the underhanded actions of rhinos who are really part of the enemy, you know, the Democratic Marxist globalist cabal, and through election fraud, like in Arizona and Nevada, and all the other examples I've brought you, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, I mean, you can go down the list. When people get their hopes and expectations up, when the facts are there were 5 million more Republican votes than Democratic votes in the midterms, yet there was no red tsunami because of all these shenanigans. I'm going to bring a few more today. People get dejected. They don't participate. Gee, how perfect for the Georgia runoff. And by the way, folks, 34x match contribution. This is really an important election on the right side radio. Dot com take action page or top of the center column on the home page send some money at Herschel 34 times whatever you send is going into the campaign it is critical and of course they're hoping that you don't because you're so demoralized and dejected that their election fraud which they say doesn't exist part of the psyops undermined the hope for and the much anticipated red tsunami I mean, basically what they're trying to do is make a barrage of information and misinformation and disinformation and the cutoff of competing information so substantial that no one knows what to think on any topic. This actually has a name, crisis fatigue. And let me tell you the rest of the story. And the rest of the story has to do with not only this mass PSYOPs operation, on many different tangents to targeted mass audiences. But remote-controlled radiation weapons, directed energy weapons, covertly installed RFID and bio-MEM implants, and organized stalking, mobbing, and surveillance in targeted neighborhoods and communities. There's a guy by the name of Barry Trower, T-R-O-W-E-R. He's a microwave weapons expert who worked for the British Navy. You should read his stuff. And by the way, there's an article posted upper right-hand side of the homepage. All the links are in it. It's called the United States of PSYOPs. Call them paranoid. Call them delusional. Check those links out. Do your own research on this. Understand what is happening. And when they're working with an individual target, you find someone that you can paint delusional. Find somebody who is or you can call mentally ill. Have someone call him very, very sad. Say nobody believes him. His own mother begs him to swallow antipsychotics and neuroleptics and mind foggers to get over his quote-unquote sickness. And he says that he has voices in his head. How many of the shooters over the past years, including the three most recent, whose true identity, by the way, was clouded in a overt psyops operation by both the government and the media until finally came out? And that includes, by the way, the Pelosi hammer attack. How many of these people said they heard voices in their head? Think about this as I tell you the rest of the story here. Did you know there's low-flying electronic warfare planes that continually fly and circle certain neighborhoods? 
Gee, you'll never imagine who lives in those neighborhoods, huh? There's hundreds of mind control technology patents and DARPA, oh, nice outfit, brain control research projects. There's memos of understanding which permit DOJ and DOD to work together, and they develop classified non-lethal weapons for use in communities. There's 30,000 drones, and probably more now, in domestic use by various agencies and law enforcement. There's over 1,000 programs which permit the handdown of military equipment for these purposes to local law enforcement. There's the NSA programs of signal intelligence, radiation intelligence, measurement and acquisition of signals intelligence, which is called SINGENT and RENT and MASENT. They're all set forth in a lawsuit that was filed by the guy by the name of John St. Clair Acqui. That's A-K-W-E-I. The link is in this article I'm posting. Who's an ex-NSA employee, and he sued the NSA. There's over-the-horizon radar and tropospheric SCADA, S-C-A-D-A, radar technologies, which actually disperse through nanoparticles, nanoreceivers, which are now being found to emit radio frequencies from inside people's bodies. You know, this sounds like sci-fi, but it's not sci-fi. Think about the ingredients in the jabs which have been identified, even though Pfizer and the government continues to hide it. And they know what the ingredients are, right? Metallic nanoparticles, lipid nanoparticles, graphene, a huge conductor of radio and microwave frequencies. I've brought you these stories before. None of this is an accident. It is all interlinked and interwoven. There are artificial intelligence networks that have been set up by the various alphabet agencies and the government itself, and neuro-linguistic programming projects, which, by the way, get tested continuously on cell phones and sensors that are scattered around various targeted communities. There's actually evidence that there have been tests on communities and neighborhoods where people have been programmed, without their knowledge, by the way, no informed consent, and through concealed monitoring and government-permitted, in fact, sponsored psyops, they've been trained to color-code their clothes, walk their dogs on demand, drive their cars, and mow their lawns on demand, cut in front of, or pull sharply in front of, quote-unquote, suspected terrorists and spies, and swarm them, mob them, engage in conversations. Think about Maxine Waters and some of the other Democratic Marxists calling on people to mob Supreme Court justices or conservative politicians whenever out in public. Do you understand the tie-in here, folks? There's another whistleblower, Karen Stewart, from the NSA. And she talks about NSA, FBI, U.S. Naval Security using directed energy weapons to electronically harass and torture people, by the way, including her. A naval officer, David Voigts, V-O-I-G-T-S, has actually walked across the country to raise awareness about illegal human neuro-experimentation and weapon testing. There's a doctor by the name of John Hall. He's writing books on satellite terrorism and MKUltra. I've brought you those stories. The links are on the homepage, upper right, on the right side, radio.com. And ELF Technologies, E-L-F Technologies. Then there's Roseanne Schneider. She's collected research on the technologies, the patents, and the articles on mental torture without informed consent. You don't even know it's happening to you. Experimentation and surveillance. Aaron Alexis. Think about Aaron Alexis, the U.S. Navy Yard shooter. Remember that several years ago? He complained of ELF harassment. This is radio waves, voice-to-skull technology. There's Myron May. He was an ex-district attorney. He was the FSU shooter, remember him, who said he was stalked, harassed, and heard voices. And the people who question this, like you and me, the people who try and separate the wheat from the chaff of truth, the people who do the research, okay, 
how are we treated? How are conservatives treated overall? This is all part of the rest of the story. Think about the accuracy of these statements. They fall back on their usual MO that Marxists do. They go straight to mental health. They call into question our credibility. They question what we say. They tell the rest of the public that no one can believe us. They say that we're in a self-created bubble, that we foster each other's delusions, that we are racist and homophobes and transophobes and all sorts of other phobes or whatever, that we are violent, that we are gun-loving, that we are unintelligent, that we are conspiracy theorists. And at the same time, they cut off any voices of support and they, they steer way clear of credentials or background or qualifications or any physical evidence that might undermine their PSYOPs, information wave. They put together crazy sites that you can link to, crazy videos, post crazy text, allow no responses, deplatforming anybody who might critique what they say is their single-mindedness hold on the truth. And they paint everybody who's not along with them. Psychotic, paranoid, delusional. Think about the terms election deniers, the racist stuff the violence stuff, the non-caring, want to throw granny over the cliff stuff. I can go on and on. You know what this is, but it's all part of a master plan, folks. This is not isolated instances of some moron on the left saying this, that, or the other. They work in lockstep according to a master plan, which, which is altered only in how it is directed at individuals or select niched groups, which, by the way, are identified by the spending and clicking and internet tendencies and habits of those groups, i.e. more collusion with big tech. Check out also records of testimony on this stuff. The Presidential Bioethics Commission, the Secretary's Advisory Committee on Human Research Protections. Check out what ex-FBI officers say in their affidavits and videos about FBI, CIA stalking. Ted Gunderson, Gerald, that's G-E-R-A-L, Sosby, S-O-S-B-E-E. Mike German is another one. And remember, as the final part of the rest of the story, what those who perpetrate PSYOPs on an individual or mass scale, and so far quite successfully, remember their motto, success is paranoia. Success is delusion. Let's talk about a little bit what's happening in Arizona. So, Carrie Lake has filed another lawsuit, this one much more encompassing. Five counties said they weren't going to certify the vote because machines had not been certified, because there were all sorts of problems with tabulation, because of the stuff in Maricopa County. Maricopa County did, gee, big surprise, uh, certify their completely illicit vote. There's all sorts of evidence that has been gathered. I don't know what's going on with the current Secretary of State's attack on Maricopa County. I haven't heard about that. I'll let you know when I do. And of the five counties that said they wouldn't certify, Katie Hobbs, the current Secretary of State, desperate to certify her own election before any research investigations or meaningful lawsuits can be filed, has threatened the county commissioners, the Board of Supervisors of those counties, with charging them with felonies for obstructing elections, for not getting their certifications in on time. Four of the counties unfortunately folded after being threatened, but one county, at least as at least as of the time that I'm dictating this to you, one county, Cochise County, is holding out, and they are not going to be certifying anything until at least Friday. In the meantime, we shall see how it all plays out. And Mark Fincham down in Arizona, the 
candidate for Secretary of State, he's going one step further. He filed a lawsuit contesting the entire election results because of voter suppression and disenfranchisement. Good for him. You can support Kerry Lake's legal actions, other legal actions around the country, and Mark Fincham's legal action in Arizona, and I really strongly suggest you do, when you go and support Herschel in the upcoming Georgia runoff election on ontherightsideradio.com take action page. Folks, we got to make a stand. We got to get this solved or deep caca. There's other election fraud stories surfacing around the country. (laughs) They're unbelievable. In fact, I don't have the time to go over them with you. They will be under election fraud on therightsideradio.com. You can read all about it, so to speak. And now let's talk about rat-a-tat-tat, a little rat-a-tat-tat catch-up here. Liz Cheney, you know... I love how things come full circle. She's getting destroyed. All the Dems that were her friend are now, they're they're not liking her because they're accusing her of hijacking the J6 Commission for her personal political ambitions. Hmm. Imagine that, Liz. Personal political ambitions? No, tell me it ain't so, Joe. Have you heard about the viral TikTok stuff that's going on that exposed the Balenciaga pedophile scandal? This was like an ad campaign showing like little girls holding bondage teddy bears, etc. Check it out, folks. Check it out. That's Balenciaga, B-A-L-E-N-C-I-A-G-A. A reminder, virtually all these stories are posted under Rat-a-tat-tat in their entirety. I'm just giving you, shall we say, the tip of the sorry iceberg. The who, you know, are friends. The guys who got the G20 to go for the, along with the globalists, you know, Klaus Schwab, to go for the COVID passport. (laughs) Oh, wait till we get into this next week. Under PSYOPs, the third PSYOPs installment. Who, the World Health Organization, they've decided that monkeypox is racist, folks. It's racist. So from now on, the official name for monkeypox, so it's not racist, is going to be M-pox. Just so you guys get it right, you know. I brought you a story in Rat-a-tat-tat oh, a couple weeks ago. The ESG mandates, or should we say, twisted logic of big corporations working in concert with big tech and the government. The environmental, social, governmental, do-good stuff. You know, climate change and COVID and the jabs and all this kind of stuff. BlackRock, of course, has been getting its buck kicked with withdrawals by states from its pension funds that it manages. Well, guess what? Disney, I guess Disney lost $100 million. They now have a new CEO. Too bad for woke Mickey Mouse. And Harvard Management Company, that's the organization that oversees Harvard University's endowment, they posted a $2.3 billion, that's billion, loss in the last fiscal year. And um, they admitted that the, quote, efforts to achieve net zero emissions through oil and gas divestment weighed upon performance, unquote. Oh, well, isn't that great? If you remember back in September, I reported to you and I told you it was nonsense that the Biden administration made a splash with its announcement that it had helped broker a deal between labor unions and railroad companies. And Biden was quote, personally involved in the talks, unquote. Yeah, right. okay, whatever. And it would bring, quote, better pay, improved working conditions, and peace of mind around their health care costs, talking about the railroad employees. Well, a funny thing happened on the way to the 
approval of this magical deal that never existed. It was more political nonsense. It was more psyops, folks, pre-election psyops. Because five of the 12 unions that have to approve it rejected it. Huh, imagine that. And by the way, the new deadline date for these unions is now December 8th. Think about a railroad strike prior to Christmas, particularly with the transportation and supply chain problems that this administration and its Marxist henchmen have already purposely created. Another psyops we're going to be talking about next week. A strike could cost, economists say in the Wall Street Journal, 700,000 jobs across a broadband of industries and basically erase the last three months' job gains. By the way, it would also raise producer prices by 4%. Oh, well, that's good for inflation, isn't it? So Biden has now gone to Congress. And just a day or two ago, Nancy Pelosi's outgoing Marxist majority approved a deal to tell the unions that they have to accept the deal and the railroads have to accept the deal that the government's going to lay out. This is a slippery slope, folks. It's not good at all. And by the way, it's also part of the whole PSYOPs operation that's going on. You know, the government is here to help you. We shall see what happens on December 8th, shall we not? And then, of course, the left is scared to death of free speech. Look, remember, you have to shut down the other side's transmitters, right? And this Elon Musk Twitter thing really has them in a frenzy. So Apple and Google are now kind of threatening to cut off the apps for Twitter. And you got to love Elon Musk. He said, hey, you know, number one, I have a lot of dirt on you guys that's going to come out. Number two, I'm going to bring forth and make public all the shenanigans between the government, other big tech companies, and ideologues that led to the stifle of all sorts of news, the shutdown of conservatives in 2020, the eviction of Trump from the Twitter platform, and the hiding of all sorts of things, including Hunter Biden's laptop. And not only that, folks, if you want to turn off the transmitter for Twitter because you're not going to have it on its apps, I'm just going to go out and build a new phone line. And (laughs) that'll teach you a lesson. I love it, right? And listen, this guy's building rocket ships that go to the stars, right? I'm pretty sure he can come up with an iPhone that will just kick the iPhone and Android's butt. And good for him. By the way, the administration, because, you know, this is more collusion, is also getting into the act. The Biden administration has fired a warning shot across Twitter's bow, saying, we're keeping a close eye on you. Hmm, kind of portends nationalization. You know, think about the railroad thing that's going on. I told you a little bit last week about Biden's State Department refusing to comply with an investigation by a government watchdog into the $1.1 billion that's been spent in Afghanistan since the nation fell back under the control of the Taliban. Hmm, think about that. But the Special Inspector in General for Afghan Reconstruction, that's SIGAR, okay, it was established in 2008 by Congress, what the administration is doing, what the State Department is doing, what the DOD is doing is totally illegal, not that they care much. At the same time, the White House has blocked congressional investigations into the Afghanistan withdrawal, including, you know, salient inquiries like why the military abandoned billions of dollars of U.S. military equipment that fell immediately into Taliban hands, nicely parked in rows, by the way, and cleaned at the order of the base commander. 
and of course, all part of the PSYOPs we're going to be talking about next week. That recent mass shooting at a Colorado Springs gay nightclub by a person who, gee, turned out to be non-binary? Oh, my, the mainstream media forgot to tell us that for a week. And a shooting at a Virginia Walmart by a store manager who heard voices in his head. By the way, also happened to be black. Ah, mainstream media forgot to tell us that too. But Biden is now using that. You never let a crisis go to waste, folks. It's all part of the PSYOPs. And who got those guys to do the mass shootings? Well, hmm, we've been talking about that, haven't we? Biden said, I quote, The idea that we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no, no social redeeming value. Zero, none, not a single solitary rationale for it except profit for the gun manufacturers, unquote. Well, you know, Joe, you ought to read the Declaration of Independence and you ought to read the Second Amendment. And along with that, you ought to read the Constitution. I'm sure somebody can hold your glasses for you and hold your tea for you while you study the words. And we're out of time. Make sure you listen to Part 3 of the PSYOPs next week and listen to last week's show, too, if you have not. This is really big stuff, and we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of where this is all going or where they want it all to go if we allow them to do it. And given this information, given what's happening in Arizona and around the country, Given the sorry state of constitutional enforcement in this country right now, look in that mirror and repeat with conviction. I will muster. I will stand. I will not comply. I will never give in. I will never stop fighting. I will join with those in these United States and around the globe who love freedom as I do, and we will win. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Keep the wind at your back. We'll talk at you next week.